Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. Okay, Dana, it's that time of the week again where you and I get to kick some ADHD. Bam! I think we need a jingle. I know it's feel. I feel like it's developing. Like I need it's, to go back. It is through. developing. I tried to change it a little bit this week, but yeah, uh, I, I was getting a little "I Dream of Genie" vibe. To like, was it, is that what it was? No, no, it was more like uh, Green Acres. Oh, Green Acres. Yeah, Green Acres is the place to be. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Where we can kick some ADHD. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I feel bad about whoever owns that farm, though, because I don't know if you and I will actually farm it. <laughs> but wasn't that the point? There were city slickers. I don't know. I, I saw the show like a couple of times when it was on reruns. When oh, I, was I used to lie and say I was too sick to go to school and stay home so I could watch shows like that oh yeah the good old days i stayed home every time i stayed home from school after about maybe 10 years old i watched the princess bride oh i had it on videotape it was like i taped it off the television and then i would make myself ramen like the crappy ramen soup you know the 16 cents thing and and saltine crackers and ginger ale and watch the princess bride that was my isn't it funny people's comfort food when they were sick yeah well, that was Cottage always cheese available. Cottage cheese and applesauce. Oh, really? That was what, that was, that's my sick food. Oh, that's good. It's healthy. It's way healthier than a bowl of salt, <laughs> which is what I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was saying a bowl of salt. That's all I <laughs> anyway, had. Anyway, yes. we digress again. David. I was going to say that like that farm would be someone else's <laughs> crisis, but then... <laughs> I got distracted. So. so today, today, shall we get back on track? We shall. This is episode number 70 and someone else's crisis. That's what we're talking about. Yes. And this goes back to the conversation we had, I don't know, about three episodes ago. Yep. Pod number 67, having a productive day. Ooh, I did my nice. homework. You did. Nice. Right I like that. Okay. So that's yeah. helpful. So if you missed that one, you can go back and listen because we were talking about... Oh, we boundaries. Were about we were talking me. about setting boundaries and David was chiming in and we realized that one of his boundary problems is taking on other people's crisis crises. Yes. And making it so he was working for focusing on their work, not doing his work. It's true. And I, what can I say? I mean, crises are just so darn interesting. Right. They are. They are. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to take today to circle back around, see how you're doing with that, because we did quite a bit of coaching on that, actually, in episode 67, and having a productive day. So I wanted to recircle around, talk to you about how you're doing with that, any changes, any shifts that we need to take further, if you're up for that. Of course, I'm an open book. We can talk about me all day. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I said he's going to say I'm an open book. Like I'd say, I'm an open book. No mm-hmm. secrets on Kick Some ADHD podcast. And then I want to take it further and have our dearest darling listeners think about 
crises where they do this, how this is impacting their life and how it's keeping them from making ADHD earlier, easier. Yeah. So should we set a little context for for anybody that either missed number 67 or has forgotten? Okay, so context away. My working life in the job that I have had for uh, 10 months is um, has has taken on the character, Dana, of my of my business. So as as you'll recall, when you and I met, Dana, my business was I was doing nothing but fighting fires. Everywhere I looked, something was on fire. It was always, and so I just like I didn't I didn't have any time to strategize or plan or do anything with any intention. I just really, literally, just marched from one flaming thing to another. And hilariously, yep. it only took about ten months. Actually, this this happened sooner than that, but uh, it it didn't take uh, just a matter of months in my employment where I became. I don't know whether by reputation or whether just this habit that we talked about, right, where it, everything on my plate was a crisis. And partly it was because I was taking on people's crises and then not working on the things that I was you know, responsible for. But I mean, I was responsible for their crises once I took them on. <laughs> but um, so then the things that were not crises when I jumped over to someone else's crisis became a crisis because hey if you delay long enough on something it catches on fire it's just what it does right so i had found myself in the same situation again and it was remarkable and i had i have people in my life who speak up one of which is my dear friend who was like you're a stress ball i don't know if do we talk about that on the podcast we talked about you being a stress ball you're a stress ball it's bad and it's affecting my relationships and you know i'm stressed over work and all this sort of stuff and and um there was an effort to try to rationalize some of this away and explain well it's the company that you're working for they're not they're putting too much on your plate and you you know and that's true i'm gonna stop you right there yeah because wherever you go there you are see that was my point but see, there was an effort, not by me, to explain that, look, they're just not paying attention and they're putting too much on your plate and, and so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay, but that there's there's probably some nugget of truth to that. But like you said, Dana, <laughs> like this follows me wherever I go. Yeah. So in the intervention that day, which is what I'm going to call it, <laughs> you can call it coaching. I'll call it an intervention. We, we talked about it and I... I don't actually remember now what happened that day, but it seems like I had already sidestepped a crisis that day, if I remember right. You, had, sound, okay. you had someone else. You were dealing with another crisis, and someone else came to you with their crisis, and you actually said no. You couldn't take it on. And you I were did. so proud of yourself. I, wa- I, I yeah. was. I, yeah. I felt really good about that. I don't know if I can say that my track record is spot on with that, but I will say this, and I hadn't noticed the topic of our recording for today yet when this occurred but this occurred like maybe an hour before i started to prep for the podcast today someone reached out and it was a chat message the company i work for uses chat to that's the urgent version of contact because everybody's remote so hey you know hello and i was like nope (laughs) i literally said um no (laughs) yay because this person has a track record of you know it's an innocuous chat but it turns into here's my crisis and can you solve it so as it turned out there was a middle of the night project that they wanted to pull me in on because i would make it go much more smoothly or whatever 
And I'm like, okay, so what day is it? Well, it's tonight, tomorrow, in other words. Hilariously, I am, I am, I took the day off tomorrow. I'm scheduled yeah. out tomorrow. And so I, I just said, you know, most other days I would take this, but that's my day off. And they were like, oh, I hadn't even noticed and so on. So I actually did, but I, I don't know if I can fully take credit for sidestepping it because I All probably right. would have taken it if I hadn't already blocked the day off. Yeah, so we want this to become a front burner awareness issue of not taking on other people's problems, not taking on their crisis, because I believe as your friend and your ersatz coach that this is key to having your life go smoother, because wherever you are there, wherever you go, there you are. It's true. And you can change jobs a bazillion times right. you can start companies stop companies a bazillion times and that taking on other people's problems making your life snarl up is going to continue yeah yeah and so and 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 it's it's like moth to a flame kind of territory for me because the you know, I'm good in a crisis. And we, you and I talked about well, this, right? You're well, less interested in crises. But le- yeah. that more, because this also, today's topic sparked for me from last week's conversation in pod number 69, our favorite things, when you said that, that you're good in a crisis and you fry, thrive on them, when we were talking about our favorite parts of our ADHD. Yeah. And that you will make a crisis. It's true. If there isn't one going on. It's true. And then I, then my brain connected back to the pro have a productive day conversation where you were firefighting and working on solving your own problems and taking, not taking on other people's crises. We love crisis. A lot of people with ADHD love crises and it forces our brain to think clearly we can get stuff done. We swing into action. Uh, this is one of the reasons we love pushing deadlines. It's true. It's true. It's very much the same thing for me. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, yesterday, working on the pod, I had a couple of hours of sitting there drooling without anything coming on into my brain. And other than just in inane stuff this morning, I sit down at my computer and I've got an hour to finish this thing up and it's on fire. And I wrote, the content for two podcasts. I was going to say, you probably did this one in like 15 minutes. Yeah. And the other one I did in 15 minutes. Yeah. Because it's like, that's what happens when the brain gets into the zone. Right. right? So it just goes boom, 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 boom. All right. So that's that stimulation. And stimulation is the one of the key problems with ADHD. And we need to step back and manage that. Accept it. And manage it. So we are not just creating crises and snarling up everything willy nilly. That's a that's a professional word. Willy nilly. It's yeah, it's very very technical jargon. There's a definition for it that <laughs> I yeah. It's probably too much for me to comprehend. So carry on. Right. <laughs> Way over my head. So, technically. Yeah. yeah. So we gotta accept. I'm gonna make. I need stimulation to focus, but I need to. Th- consciously make the right kinds of stimulation it has to be healthy stimulation and that's the problem with the crises is that if you create a situation as i have done multiple times in my life where everything becomes a crisis all the time then you there's no it's negative stress you know there is positive stress and it's it's like I, i i i gosh you know as long as we're doing deep personal revelations here 
Um, when I was a kid, there was we, I went to a school system in Texas that was one of the top school systems in the country. And they were experimenting with something and they asked my parents, I probably told this story to some degree before, but they told my parents they wanted to put me in this program where they were going to accelerate students, a very small number of students by two years. And, and they said, we want to put David in that. And my parents were like, well, he can't even do the stuff they're assigning him, right? You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, their rationale and their explanation was, we're just not challenging him enough. And so that became sort of the code in my mind for, hey, if I'm not doing well or bored or whatever, that I'm just not being challenged, you know? And then I went on to lesser quality school systems where let's just say there was very little challenge. And yeah. so I finished my academic career unchallenged. But like I, I, that verbiage stuck in my mind and they weren't diagnosing ADHD, of course, at the time. So I kind of said, well, if nobody is going to challenge me, then I've got to create my own challenges. And, there, and that's where the crisis and comes in? that's where this pattern goes. That's, that's part of where... The, now, I could create healthy challenges. Those, those were academically healthy challenges. I mean, they gave us really interesting stuff to do, and I loved yeah. it. I came alive, Dana. I came alive. You came alive. And that's the, that's the example of good stimulation. Yeah. So, as long as I have interesting things to work on, then I don't have... It's not necessary that the thing is a crisis. It's just that somehow the crisis just always adds. It's that little seasoning that you can add to any dish and suddenly that dish comes alive, right? And that's what crises have become for me. So I have realized, of course, over, you know, through various means, it's not a healthy place to be and I can't... It's not, it's not going to be sustainable, nor is it what I want to do. I just don't want to live stressed out every day. Right. I just don't. Right. So that's the, that's the challenge is like, yes, I, I have gotten a little more consistent, but I, but I, I will say this. So as, 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 it's not just turning them down when they appear, right? People come to you and say, Hey, I got a crisis. And then I would take it on. Yeah. Some of that is okay. I got to turn that down. But some of it also for me has been implementing some of the other things we've talked about recently, Dana. Yay. We talked about, I think it was the episode prior to the having a productive day episode where we talked about priorities and the blueprint mm -hmm. and you laid out your the priorities, blueprint. right? Yep. And there was a component of that conversation that was about preempting some crises, you know? Yep. And so one of the things that I've done in my work is, and I think you'll be proud of me about this, I went to several key people who... Their job function is to partly, partly to dole out, you know, some of these, these responsibilities, who's available, who's going to take them on, who's going to, you know, whatever I've gone to them and said, and said, number one, I'm, I'm, I'm over my capacity for, you know, X period of time. Don't assign me anything else. And, um, if you want me to do a good job with this and that and the other thing, then you need to go and adjust my capacity moving forward so that nobody else assigns me stuff yeah and good yeah because there are two different ways that people assess your availability at this company and usually one person is one way or the other right i'm both and so people do it constantly so the, i've gotten help dana i reached out and i got some help and, and good. it's going better so it's actually it's, it's a combination of things it's not just that i'm saying no to them but i've also done some stuff to kind of you know navigate around and it, it occurred to me Excellent. at one point that you know, at the end of the day, I am responsible for my capacity. And that means that 
if I'm consistently getting overwhelmed that I'm not communicating well enough with the people who are doing it to me, right? I love that phrase, and I'm writing it down here on our notes under our code. I am responsible for my capacity. See, my did capacity. I ask you recently if you've ever taken notes of when you said something, you know, of your own? <laughs> uh, you did, and I said no, but that was something you said. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, I'm glad you caught that because I wouldn't have written it down. But I am. Yeah. I'm like, I'm responsible for this. Yeah, we are responsible for that. And we have to know how we want to live. So I am not a crisis person. I said that last week. Yes. I'm not a crisis person. Crises just upset me. I don't like drama. I don't do drama. I don't. I, it's just so negative to me. And I'm, it's an, a, one thing to learn, darling listeners, is there's all different flavors of ADHD. Some of us thrive on crises. Some of us don't, right? Um, but it's, so I build my world to avoid crises as much as possible. And that's so really smart. the basic scaffolding of everything. So I'm getting the stimulation I need in a way that's healthy and balanced and happy for me and is not depending on some awful thing happening and being stressed out yeah. to be productive. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned that from you, not just by you talking about it, but also you've set boundaries with me. I mean, we could be, we could be really honest here, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, and, and you see, because we just did one, didn't we? Right before when we were planning our recording schedule, when I, when you were said, Hey, let's record on November 2nd. And I'm thinking I'm back from a week vacation on November 1st and, that's exactly and I right. really had to think about it. I almost said, yes, I can do that. And then it was, no, that's just not going to work because I know I'm going to not be in a frame of mind to write two podcasts the day before. Right. And you know what? I I hadn't put it together that the timing of that was going to be bad until you said something. I'm like, well, of course right, not. Right. But no, that was an example. That. Yeah. yeah. Why would you? But that no, was an right. example of boundaries. Yeah, it is an example of boundaries. It's also been the case where, you know, some of our work on this podcast even has gotten, you know, where I was holding things up so much that, you know, we had a conversation. I don't know how much you want to share or not share, but, you know, <laughs> it was pretty clear to me that this was not something that you were going to have in your life, this yeah. kind of crisis. And I was like, you know what? I got to respect that. And, you know, that has allowed me to prioritize differently on my end in some situations because this this is important to me. You know, this project. And he gets really scared people when his um, systems go snarly and stuff. Oh he man! Thinks I'm going to tell him to go away. Technology like, problem. I, I did. I had some. Anyway, ugh. we digress again, David. And look at the time. I but but I think it's one. been pretty relevant mostly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I want you to be aware of how we apply, make crises that get us in trouble as a way of increasing stimulation. People starting arguments with partners, with spouses, that's something that people with ADHD will, will do. If things are going smoothly and happily, they'll just boom, throw in a bomb in there and light the fire to get everything riled up. I've known something. people like that and and you and you and I've even said about them you know just everything's always drama around that person right and and they it, spark drama yeah and situations it's like, and so I don't always drama I don't do that in relationships but I end up indirectly doing it becoming stressed myself which you do it in work by I taking do. on other people's that's stuff. that's true yeah that's true so but, you are cre you are you might not we, we can call it drama 
because you're creating drama by taking on other people's problems as your own. So you can't get your stuff done. That's true. And that really yeah. you would it doesn't look like drama, but it is. No, you're absolutely right? right. It's the exact same thing. I just don't do it interpersonally where I'm like, hey, this relationship's boring. Let's start a fight. I, you know what I mean? Like that part of it is yeah. not something I do, but I end up doing it indirectly by becoming a stress ball, for example, yeah. or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. And so, and yeah, it's just not the life I want for sure. Right. So the bottom line, living easier with ADHD means we need to find better ways to stimulate our brain chemistry so we can still focus. We can still get things done have healthy types of stimulation, but we need to be thoughtful about where we get it and we need to manage that. Yes. And we did an episode in season one way back early about stimulation. Yes, we um, did. Right. And maybe it's time to revisit that, but we're not revisiting that right now. Of course. No, we yeah, did. I we talked about it. I don't remember what episode it was. Yeah, I'll have to and talk about it. I can take head. the time to look it up right now. Yeah. So listeners, today along with checking with in with David about how he's doing with his crises. And I, I, I'm hearing, David, that you still need to do some work on there. I want all of us to think about it, about this crisis and how we bring, bring this into our lives to increase our stimulation. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And we so can David, do that. Mm-hmm. What would be your, you're making some progress and some awareness on it. However, what would the next step be? What would the next level? I think for me, the next thing is is mostly to c- continue forward on the trajectory that I'm on. Like, I don't think there are any major, you know, changes that I need to make in addition to what I've made, but mainly just let this play out a little further. And, okay. And, yeah. What I would encourage you to do is become aware of what it's feeling like inside of you what's happening in your brain what's happening in your heart your gut when someone says david can you do this and you are either doing it or not or you have that first inclination yeah look at there's a fire and i'll put it out but then i want you to do that pause take the couple of deep deep belly breaths and think, okay, what's, what's really going on here? Am right. I grabbing for brain stimulation yeah. or is this the right thing for me to be doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also to assess, like, I mean, maybe I can be a hero here and, and solve something that isn't going to get solved. But at the end of the day, some of the fact that my my work environment is, has has these crises occurring is because there's a systemic issue <laughs> around something else that's out of my control and if if i keep solving them then they don't fix that other problem exactly and that's a yeah. downside for everybody you know not You're just me putting lipstick on the pig exactly exactly hey um finding healthy excitement and getting good stimulation yeah. Episode number thirty-five, the stimulation oh, suite. Good look at you. He's looking up and. Yeah. Well, it was. It was. Okay. You see, that was half 35. of the podcast ago. It was like this is number seventy. That yeah. was number thirty-five. Yeah. yeah. And we weren't nearly as much fun then, so we probably could do it again. Re- yeah. Re- yeah. Anyway, we would do a better job, I think now, right? Yeah, I think because <laughs> we're a lot more fun now. <laughs> um, so, noticing what it feels like inside of you, 
and then learning the art of saying no. Uh, I understand you need help with that, and I don't have the, the capacity to handle that right now. And one thing that I've learned in deflecting crises is to recommend somebody else. Hi, <laughs> I, I just do that in business. I have a favorite competitor I'd like to refer you to. Right. <laughs> your right. trouble, yeah. you know, I can Why see your you trouble a mile some... away. I've got somebody yeah. just I mean, if perfect you know for you. Some... Yeah, if right. you know yeah. somebody. Yeah, you know, if there's if there is somebody else, maybe it's somebody else's job to do it and they just call you because they know you'll take on the fire. Yeah. Oh, and when I realized there were people on my team that that were under capacity, I was like, oh, oh, oh gosh, yeah, yeah, this is bad. So, so that so that awareness, the art of saying no, and deflecting the crises, and then I want you also to realize whose crises do you take on? And again, we're not encouraging you being cold, heartless assholes. We are encouraging that you take on work that's appropriate for you. If it is a true emergency or crisis, then yes, be there. And part of that is is being realistic about what it will cost you to take it on. And that's that's the thing, is that sometimes we think it's only... I'll be the only one impacted by this. If I take this crisis on, sure, I can work extra or I can, you know, whatever. But then actually downstream of all of that, there are other things that are, that'll be delayed as a result. You don't, you know, you can't be in two places at once, do two things at once. You've got your personal relationships. And if you start losing sleep, you don't show up as your best self at work or at home or, you know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of downstream effects that for whatever reason, those are never top of mind in the moment where you're like, Ooh, that crisis looks like fun. I could take that on. Sure. Right. Yeah. Think of the, yeah. What's the impact? I like that. And there are more people, there are people in my life where if they're really truly in crisis, they're the ones that I'm going to help, you know? And, and that's not always uh, the professional relationships. You know what I mean? Those are, those are people who have a different level of importance. So, those are people that you're that I'm going to be more likely to, to to take on. But the other thing is, Dana, I think this this is also one final thread that I would love to throw in real quickly because I know we're almost out of time. Is that sometimes we train people to be in crisis? Yep. Because that's the only way they get our attention, and yep. we, we don't intend to do that. And I'm sure that some people don't intend to 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 change their behavior based on that characteristic of ours but it does happen and that's not that's not a key to healthy relationships right right it <laughs> just isn't kind. yeah yeah so being aware of that when you know when do you are you not responding and people have to be in crisis to get your attention yeah it's good stuff if that's thing and then i want people also to think about what kind of things do you consider a crisis that aren't yeah sure you know other people's projects we've talked a lot about that is it caregiving people, helping a neighbor? You know, I, I used to always be the one before people work from home you know, years ago. I was the, always the one that everybody would call on to do this and this, let the dog out, water this, do whatever, because I was the one working from home. Right. You're and available. I took those you don't on for to you. Do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, Dana's Dana's not doing anything. She's home so she can you know do such and such for me. Yeah. She can meet the plumber. And I finally realized, wait a second. 
You know, I was become the na- becoming the neighborhood, whatever. I don't even know what you would call that. Go to gopher or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, you know, what do you consider a crisis that isn't? It's, it's this, it's a new version of this old saying that I heard years ago and I have no idea who said it, but it was like, you'll have in your life exactly what you tolerate. And, eh, you know? Yeah. That's kind of true. Yeah. So good stuff, Dana. Thanks, David. Yeah. Thanks. Anything else? No, I appreciate we, all the I'm coaching. The clock now. Yeah, I appreciate the coaching and support and follow up on this. And I hope our listeners do. Listeners, do you appreciate this? I mean, you're seeing a coach in action doing good work. Well, this is. I don't, go yeah. ahead. Okay. Yeah. No, I really. One of the key things I want to circle, just jump back to that that we did, and you brought up is thinking ahead. Because we're so now, not now in time, we don't, we just act without thinking. When you take on crises, think ahead. What's the result? What's the real result? Yes. The stress, the, the disappointed family, the, you know, friction with home, with your other projects. Think back when you've taken on crises, what's happened? Because we've got to broaden our awareness of what's happening along our life timeline the out of getting out of just the now right and becoming more aware of the not nows and the results of the not nows and that's a key part of this and learning what am i doing to my future self and my and the people i love when i take this on exactly exactly and that's all it's all this awareness that we want to build so you are working on your stuff, deflecting other people's crises until they stop asking you, because they will eventually stop asking you, hopefully. Yeah. Solving the systemic problems of why there are so many crises in the organization. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's true. And on the other hand, I still want to be the person that, look, if there really is a crisis... Of course, you know, but that's and you're different. a kind, yeah. good person. I mean, if I have a real crisis, you're one of the top people I'm going to call. I'm so glad. I Be- would want you to. Absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah, even though that you're thousands of miles away, and I don't know what you could do, but you know, you this is the this is the thing. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It's and I don't think people are going to not call you and you know ask for help when they really need it. No, I agree. Well, on that note, Dana, I think we're both out of time and we've done a pretty decent job on, you know, making it through the the concepts and topics here for today. So um, how about this, dear listener? We'd like to hear from you. What did you hear in this uh, conversation that's helpful to you, that sparked some thought, that made you re-examine something? Let us know. You can find this episode on the web. It's episode number 70. Go to kicksomeadhd.com slash 070 to find this episode and the show notes here and leave a comment. You can also hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search Kick Some ADHD and you'll find this and lots of other hopefully fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, David, thanks a lot. And everybody, go out there, make living with ADHD easier. Be aware of what you're saying yes to. Learn the art of saying a a graceful no. And wherever you are, 
wherever you what what's the saying wherever you go go there you are there you are see (laughs) he just helped me out in my little mini crisis it was a crisis i took it on but you know (laughs) i wasn't gonna leave you hanging there on that one thanks (laughs) bye everybody have a great week we hope you've enjoyed this episode of kick some adhd with dana rayburn and david johnson did you find this helpful please share it with everyone you know who squirrel uh um has adhd or might and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com. Kick Some ADHD.